You're listening to I Am Goddess Collective Podcast, a lifestyle podcast for the modern mystic woman, where we explore topics on spirituality, female empowerment, and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Nixie Marie, and I will be here with you every Tuesday to sit together and rise, feel the energy of the sacred feminine, and explore what it means to be a goddess. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hello, sisters. Welcome back to another episode of I Am Goddess Collective Podcast. I am very excited to bring you a astrological episode with Mimi Trong, of course, our resident astrologer. Hello, Mimi. Hello, hello. So as we have told you all, we are br- going to be bringing you a monthly podcast that features like what's going on in the astrological world and how it's influencing us overall as human beings on this planet, especially as women. So Mimi's on the show today to give us the download, give us the details. And uh, of course, February, the theme I really am feeling is all about the love, baby. We are in love month, whether you celebrate Valentine's Day or whether you don't. I think, um, you know, obviously every month is love month, but I really, you know, I'm feeling the energy of it. It's it's in the air. It's in the collective. So I feel like that's what we're kind of going to be covering a little bit today, but I'm happy to to turn over the mic to Mimi and kind of share with us like, what what's in store for us like where do what's the big dates that we need to know about what um how is this you know is venus a part of this like what's going on girl what are we going to see for this month yes um this is so exciting um yeah i was just you know finishing up the newsletter for the witchy time so uh i'm totally we're totally in sync you know you had no idea what i was writing and then you're proposing talking about love i'm like yes i'm so prepared for this <laughs> <laughs> which also you guys if you haven't signed up for the witchy times newsletter you can do that at iamgoddesscollective.com mimi again is our resident astrologer so she does a section every month for us to give you the download so it's a it's only a couple paragraph. So this is more of the verbal, you know, if you don't like to read, this is obviously the audio format and we're going to dive deeper here. So if you haven't done that yet, please join us. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's going to be juicy because this is a conversation and, um, and there's, I think a lot of things that I, I will talk about, bring up that most people don't think about, especially around love and astrology and how that ties into their life. Um, So love is ruled by Venus. And Venus is the planet that is connected to both the zodiac sign Taurus and the zodiac sign of Libra. So when people talk about love, we think about relationships with another human being. But when you really think about from an astrological level and place, and then you extrapolate that into our lives, Venus helps us understand that when you, how you relate to another human being is the same thing as you relate to your finances and money. So 
um, it's pretty interesting to think about, well, you know, when you have challenges in relationships, ask yourself, what are those relation, uh, those challenges when you either make money, spend money, or have a, what is your relationship with money? And this month in February, Venus is moving into the zodiac sign of Capricorn on February 3rd. So essentially it's moving out of, um, you know, Venus has been in Sagittarius and it's also been kind of really tra like traveling close to Jupiter back in January. So there might be, you know, indulgence or thinking about, you know, love broadly, we might be spending a lot of either money or we might be, um, you know, doing a lot of traveling and connecting with people in a very expansive way, which is very Sagittarian. But then in February, it's going to move into Capricorn, which is more about you know, being serious and conservative uh, and maybe thinking more about work in some ways. And if it's not about work, it's about how can we become more responsible with our finances and also with our relationships. So I know it might not sound mm. sexy, but I mean, there's a little bit more sexiness coming through because Mars is moving into Taurus um, actually on Valentine's Day. So Taurus is all about sensuality, right? So Mars, it brings in like that, um, that sexiness, that's, that sexual energy and that very like pa that passion. So it's more about the sensuality. It's about everything is grounded with Mars and Taurus and Venus and Capricorn. Um, it's not so much about explosiveness and impulsiveness. It's definitely more about mat maturing. It's really thinking about, okay, well, if I want a long lasting relationship, what would it take? What, what is it that we've got to face or handle or clean up and really start thinking about, well, do you want one night stands forever? Or do you want to start thinking about, um, you know, what, like a, a meaningful relationship and, you know, it doesn't mean marriage, but it's definitely commitment. It's another level of commitment um, and maybe there's fears around that so um, you know Capricorn is very cautious it moves very slowly but surely mm. I also think that responsibility can be really sexy mm -hmm. you know I think that for me in my experience when a man is responsible it's sexy because I know that he's handling his his shit you know and I know that when I feel responsible, it does, it feels good to feel that way. So I think um, like the first half of this January, if it's all about being responsible, that Capricorn doing all the hard work, uh, I'm all about it. And I think, I think the first thing that came up was like, how do we make responsibility sexy too? Mm. 
you know, can we play with it? Can we dance with it? Can we like strip tease to it and, you know, be like, I'm going to be responsible while paying my bills, but I'm going to do it in mom bra and underwear and be sexy or something. I don't know. Love is Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, Capricorn energy, when you really get to know a Capricorn or meet someone who's very Capricornian, they might come across like very uh, square, but they have this sense of humor uh, and they just kind of whip it out and just makes you go, wait, what did you just say that? And they can really surprise you. Capricorn um, men and women or anyone that has a lot of that Capricorn energy is actually um, has this hidden, you know, sexiness, like hidden behind the curtains. So I'm pretty sure that uh, just because you're a Capricorn doesn't mean that you're all square. So you're right. Uh, responsibility, maturity can bring that mystery and can definitely be sexy in that kind of way. <laughs> I love it. That's amazing. So tell us a little bit about like how Venus has such a big part in this month because i know venus like you said is ruled with the love like what is how is that going to affect us um well you know uh, it depends on uh your the types of relationships that you have also you know friendship is huge this uh, this month uh we have a new moon literally the next day on February 4th, right after Venus enters Capricorn. Mm. So there is that flare of, I mean, Aquarius energy is all about um, community. It's about friendship. So perhaps it might not always just be about, yes, it's about, you know, maybe forging deeper, meaningful, long-lasting relationship with that Capricorn energy, um, but also friendship, because, you know, it's still, um, it, we have that um, Aquarius energy still out in the air in early February, um, so perhaps it's about friendship. It's about, you know, revisit some friendships that maybe you may have a falling out and how do you rekindle that friendship that was once lost mm -hmm. um, and have difficult conversations and even admit that you know, where you take responsibility for letting the friendship fall apart and what you're, what do you want different this time? It might not be a friendship that you want to continue, but at least it's not like this loose end. Because from a spiritual space, the energy that you let hanging is just leaking. It's just like an energy leak. So, you know, having the courage to call up someone that you've stopped talking and being in responsibility and having a new commitment is certainly a present energy in the early part of February. And as we move towards the end of February, um, when the sun enters uh, Pisces, which is February 19, 
a lot of planets are actually moved, like Mercury's entering into also Pisces um, towards the towards the end of or mid-February. So there's a lot of that. Pisces is all about unconditional love. It's like it wants to love everybody. Mm-hmm. It wants to get along with everybody. It doesn't want to have separation. So I think like the whole month of February, when you really think about the first half is coming to reality and coming to recognition of some relationships that you truly want to experience a maturity with with that person and moving into mature relationship so that you can then move into some some a, a relationship that's more trust trustworthy and trusting because now you've said your your truth you have you know put all of that out in the open and then the Pisces energy can then bring that embrace, can bring that, okay, let's let's now have fun and let's go dance and let's connect, you know, more on that spiritual level rather than, well, you do you, I do me, whatever that happened between us is, you know, just kind of messy and chaotic. So, you know, Capricorn wants order. Um, so that that's kind of what energetically we see across the board throughout the, uh, throughout February. So what about uh, relationships like partnerships and love affairs and dating and sex? Yes. Well, what do we I, have in store for, I think for all of those? The people who are single and ready to mingle and has been looking for love, um, it's time to, you know, kind of grow up and start really thinking about what do you really want? Um, that Capricorn energy is wants to get real, wants to, you know, don't want to play games. Um, so for sure, single, all the single people out there, it's get grounded about the kind of relationship you don't want to waste time because Capricorn is all about time right? It's father time. So you don't want to waste your time. You don't want to waste other people's time. And, um, and then I think for people who are dating, um, it's really getting to know that person really well. Like the worst thing that can happen, especially Venus and Capricorn wants to take everything slow. Anyone that you know that actually has a, a Venus in Capricorn in their chart natally, uh, they take their time to fall in love and love up on someone and to show affection. They don't really show affection so openly, but they, they feel deeply um, because they want to make sure they wanted to make something, build something that's long lasting. They are not really looking to wing it. So, you know, if you are in a relationship, now it's like talking about whether it's you're getting ready for the next step. What does that mean? Are we moving in together? If you're already moved in together, then are we talking about long-term plans? Uh, And also with the first half of February, it's all Aquarius energy. It's all about vision. Well, what kind of vision do we have 
for our partnership. And a lot of times, even I've ta I talked to some of my friends who actually are married for years, they've never really thought about, well, what is the vision for the marriage? What is the vision for the partnership or even yeah. the family? They talk about what do each other want separately, but never have they talked about as a unit, where do we go from here? Mm -hmm. um, we think about all of the traditional things like, do we want to get married? Um, do we commingle our finances? Um, also, um, sometimes when we also date, not a lot of people, not many people talk about our debts. Like if you're going <laughs> to get married, uh, some yeah. people don't even know, well, how much debt are you in or do you have before they decide to get married and get engaged? And then that can bring up a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. So I think like that Venus in Capricorn is inviting us to grow up on so many level and so depending on where you're at in your relationship the Venus and Capricorn will bring in that kind of energy to really talk about what what's real what's what we're really facing with when we do fall in love and come together you know like the the sexiness and the passion and the excitement of dating is awesome yeah. and at the same time the reality of what does that look like to be in a long-term relationship and talking about all the not fun things but at least if you talk about it now you're avoiding all of the nasty stuff later on so that's what Capricorn helps you with if you work with that energy in the healthy way then there's no surprises and then you can truly just focus on building a life together rather than bickering about those little things and I also talk about letting go of pettiness that's when we get real with our relationships and our partner that we don't have time to waste on pettiness because on the other side the opposite of responsibility is feeling like we're a victim and everybody else is to blame and we're not responsible for the kind of relationship that we're we're saying yes to hmm. i want to highlight and bring up what you said about uh how important it is to discuss these debts and finances in relationship because it's a really uncomfortable topic often you know and i think it's 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 just uncomfortable period even whether you're in relationship with a partner or whether you're you know you're not you're single and you want to talk to your girlfriend about it or you know you just want to have a conversation but it's like where to even begin and uh something that i think would really like for for me in my own experience when i first started dating cameron it was like i told him everything probably like too much I, I, for me i was in like judger judgment inner critic like oh my god i can't believe i just revealed so much of what i'm going through but at the end of the day like you never know how that person can show up and support you, whether it be emotionally, physically, like mentally, you don't know. So mm -hmm. if you flip your perspective to realize that 
this person is in your life for not only maybe just your love affair reasons or maybe just a sisterhood or whatever, you never know once you start to really open up and be vulnerable and say really where you're at with everything out on the table at like in the beginning or just now, because now is the time we're talking about it now. It's it, it could really shift things for you. And if that person's your ride or die, like they are committed with you, they're going the distance and they want you in their life, they're going to support you and they're going to do whatever it takes. And I think it's a good test on if that person really is committed because you can get into a situation too where, you know, a, a man's like, or woman is, is they're not on board. They're like, Oh, that's a huge burden. I don't want to take that on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? It's, it's not necessarily a loss for you. It's kind of a gain because you would, that you would have got to that conversation eventually in your relationship down the line. Yeah. I mean, it, it can prevent divorces <laughs> for sure. Cause a lot of times people argue about money because people I think it's like statistically one of the biggest things that most couples argue about and can, and causes divorce. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if you're not even comfortable to talk about money, knowing that if this is the person you'd want to spend the rest of your life with, then what is there? What is there? What what is left? You know, because life, a, a married life, is shared resources. You know, it's a very scorpionic, you know, energy. So um, you can't avoid it. It's just a matter of time when you're going to talk about it. And to have the courage, I mean, even for you, Nixie, to to have the balls to bring it all out and lay it all out and to know that Cameron still loves you despite that is, yeah, testament of he's not marrying you because of your debt or your, you know, but it's beyond that. It's he loves you because of who you are and everything else outside of the debt, you know? Um, And I mean, for my husband too, (laughs) Uh, he knew marrying me was taking on also my law school student debts. So, um, and, you know, for him, the way he views money is how he relates to me. How I see money is how I relate to him. Um, certainly, we have the perspective that we both share 50-50. Mm. Uh, but, you know, in terms of, you know, what's yours is mine and what's mine is yours. I mean, of course, we do have our own identity and wholeness uh but as far as resources goes um i mean yeah we the way that we manage or the way we perceive our money or finances um we're very we're in sync so it's if yeah i can't even it's hard right like yeah and i think everybody has their own you know way of going about it. And I think, but I think these conversations are really important to have because I often think like, what are other couples doing? 
you know, how are they managing their finances? How are they, like, what are they bringing forth into the relationship? Like who's contributing to what? And especially if you're in a female, female relationship or whatever, Mm -hmm. you know, there's, there's so many different dynamics to it. So I'm always curious. It's like, and also why can't we talk about this? Like Mm -hmm. it it might be uncomfortable, but where down the road were we told that you shouldn't like this stuff is sacred, you know? I think it's interesting too, when we bring up the conversation of like, how much someone makes, you know, like I'll I'll never forget the time where I introduced Cameron to my family. And this is just a funny little side story. And I took him to my, my grandma's 90th birthday party. And it was like probably the third month in. And, um, (laughs) it was like the third month in. So I, uh, took him to my grandma's 90th birthday party and it was literally everything like threw him in the fire probably three four months in and but we knew where we were going like from day one so um my dad and stepmom came back to our airbnb and we're sitting there talking and it was the first time actually that my mom my stepmom and my dad were all in the same room together since uh, the divorce like 10 plus years ago so it was a big healing moment um but then my my stepmom straight up asked me like do you know how much money he makes and i was like uh, no. And I feel uncomfortable, you know, in this whole conversation now. And she's like, you need to know, like straight up, you need to know. And I'm like, my dad's like, she doesn't need to know. Like it was a whole weird, awkward conversation. Cause he's also like kind of sitting right there. And then it brought up a lot for me. It really, um, it kind of, initially I was having my own thoughts about it, but it did lead to the conversation nonetheless. And I think that, it actually made me realize that I shouldn't feel uncomfortable talking about this. Like if we're going that distance, we do get to be really clear, you know, and we're really deep. So we go in deep all the time, but you know, the the main point is like, you never know what can come from that conversation, you know, the support, like I said before. So, yeah. And yeah, our philosophy, everyone has their own philosophy of how, what money is. And if you can't see eye to eye with your partner about how you manage money and your relationship with money, that is in of itself a indication of how you're going to actually manage that relationship and how you will thrive in that relationship yeah totally so i definitely highly encourage anyone listening to the podcast is to ask yourself how are you managing your money um what's your philosophy about money or do you hold money tight or do you overindulge or are you actually fairly responsible with money you're not holding it too tight but you are very clear about how you make money your budget how you spend money and then is that a clear reflection and indication of how you are with people that you relate to do you hold on to people um and and are you resentful 
towards people because if like you grew up with money it's just it's dirty or it's it's hard or it's guilty or is it shameful to have money or you know whatever that word is to really start looking at if you haven't been successful with let's say relationships then it's time to get real right capricorn's like uh oh hello like really look at are you not trusting of your partners just like the way that you're not trusting on how you're making money if you're not making money or if you're making way too much money do you see money as like it's just you have to accumulate so are you accumulating relationships like i don't you know like really start thinking about it in that parallel world because that's rule that it's that's how venus is is all about and worthiness venus mm -hmm. is connected to money because it's connected to taurus taurus rules our value system and our worth mm -hmm. are we deserving of money are we deserving of wealth just as are we deserving of a relationship Sometimes, and i really i really believe like yeah. we define that to some yeah. degree, you know like mm -hmm. we when we're ready for um leveling up in our finances like we get to say that and then we get to embody it like i'm you know i'm ready to step up my game i'm ready to ask for that raise i'm ready to make more so i'm not you know scraping pennies like whatever it is uh i really do believe we define that you know and it's up to us to make yeah. it happen nobody's going to come around mm -hmm. and like hold our hand I yeah. guess unless you you hire somebody that's going to help you, but then you're hiring someone to help you. So, but still, like we're ultimately the the creators, the creatresses of our own worthiness. And you know, I think uh, there's so much tied to like worth and and money is is very very much tied together. Mm -hmm. But so is relationships, you yeah. know. And I think a lot of times when in my experience, like just being in the field of working with women, you know, it's like everybody wants to meet their partner. Everybody wants to meet their king. Everybody wants to be in this relationship. Not everyone, you know, I will say that or their, you know, beloved sister, whomever, whether you're, you know, gay, sexual or whatever. Mm -hmm. But I think the really key element here is you have to really get to love yourself. Like you really mm -hmm. get to do this work whether it be like you're going to be doing the work while you're on your journey now in relationship or whether you're looking for that person, it really is a journey with yourself mm -hmm. always, yeah. you yeah. know, and yep. that it's all related. So yeah, I see this as a full circle. <laughs> totally. And, you know, yes, it's so cliche to say, well, you know, you got to love yourself before you can find love or be able to love someone else. It's, it's so cliche, but it is so true when, <clears throat> especially once you have done the work to finally find a partner that truly loves you unconditionally they are your mirror mm -hmm. they will show you how much do you love yourself by being with that person if that person does not treat you well is in a mirror of the fact that you don't treat yourself well oh girl yes 
And if people are afraid to even see it, sometimes it's like, you know, when you have a friend that is with this partner that treats them badly and they don't see it and they have all these reasons why to stay with them, it's because they don't even see that they are worth worth so much more to be with someone who can treat them more, like more like, respectfully but that's all so connected yeah it was I've been one of those I've been on that that side of the seat and you know many people not liking my past relationships many people having their judgments and not being in alignment and I felt like I just had so many blinders on but Mm -hmm. once I began the work yeah. I didn't allow that in my life anymore because I started to see. I was like, oh, wow. I'm seeing what they're seeing now because I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. And with a Venus in Capricorn in its most uh, powerful uh, interpretation, is yes, be responsible with your money and your relationships and your own worth and your own relationship with yourself. But then if you take Venus and Capricorn to the extreme of the other end of what it could mean is it can be attachment to results because Capricorn is hyper-focused on achievements, goals, and results. So if we're not careful and we let ourselves get spun into being so attached to this relationship has to work, this has to work out, even though it doesn't work because Capricorn is so committed that it wouldn't let go of the reality of because they, they keep thinking that, no, no, it's going to work. It has mm-hmm. to work. And they're not willing to walk away from it because they're so attached to what it needs to look like from their mind. And that's also dangerous. So, you know, again, using that energy of Aquarius to allow friends and to let our friends love us up mm-hmm. and being truthful and to be able to open our heart and listen to our friend saying hey this person is not healthy for you or what you know why are you experiencing so much pain with this person if if this is not working why are you staying in there yeah granted we always have lessons that we're here to learn through our relationships and we have our time to heal through mm-hmm. um but i guess it's we've got always we all have our, our 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 journey we've got to honor our journey and at the same time we've got to open up our eyes to the relationships that we keep bringing into our lives. These these are patterns. So to be responsible is to see that we choose these partners Mm -hmm. and to ask ourselves, why are we choosing these partners over and over and over again? And, you know, the beginning of February helps us, you know, face the reality so that by the time we end February, we can, truly enjoy the beauty of the Pisces energy 
that comes in, you know, after February 19. Mm. So, you know, enjoying and appreciating relationships and allowing flow and ease in our relationships. Sometimes people like the challenge. I get it. It kind of spice things up. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And it can be really addicting too. Yeah. Like, or just a habit and you're used to the chaos you're used to and comfortable with, you know, the, the yelling, the screaming, the fights, the arguments. But I have to say from being on both sides of the, the coin here, you don't have to be in that. And yeah. you are worth way more than you realize. If you are in a situation that is, you know, manipulative, you're narcissistic, mm -hmm. anything that is mm -hmm. not serving you and you know it deep down in your core of core and your heart of hearts, like this relationship is toxic, you're worth more. You are yeah. worth being loved, being mm -hmm. treated like a goddess, mm -hmm. being worshipped and, and that's it. And that gets to be your new foundation because yeah. I've been on both sides and it mm -hmm. is so refreshing to know there is such a thing as a healthy discussion, a, a healthy debate, a healthy fight. There is mm -hmm. such a thing oh, where yeah. I came from like unhealthy fights, you know, yeah. getting thrown, screaming yeah. all the time. It, I mean, really unhealthy anger and yeah. really unhealthy environments. And as an empath, you know, just bringing that in too, we attract that. We attract a lot of narcissists. We attract because we have this open heart and we just want to change them and fix them and heal them mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That ain't your job. Like nope. it isn't our responsibility to fix someone. And we get to put that story down. Like I am so committed to that story for women to no longer change mm -hmm. a man, fix him, heal him. Like that is not our responsibility. Yeah. I've, I learned that lesson a long time ago. My first, <laughs> first boyfriend, I, I totally was channeling my mom. I was channeling my mom that, you know, she wears the pants in the family. Um, and she makes, she makes all the money. She makes all the decisions and, um, and she did everything she wanted that she could to change my dad and I totally witnessed that in them and but then I found myself in my first relationship to do the exact same thing but I felt way more aggravated yeah. I was the one that was painfully trying so hard and it's not working and I felt so defeated and I felt depleted I felt angry and by the end of that relationship I told myself yeah, I was way into my masculine. And yes. I've really learned to move <clears throat> out of that because I've witnessed what a masculine woman looks like and what it does to a man. Mm. Um, I told myself, like, I'm not doing that. But there's definitely a, um, a, an impulse. For sure. I brought that into my marriage and and that's why I'm so grateful that my husband is courageous to, you know, call me out on whenever I do say things that are just <laughs> completely, you know, totally masculine and my masculine. He's like, see, that's the reason why I don't tell you things like that is because when you ask me these questions, I give you an answer and then you make me wrong. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so for me to have my husband to even call me out and and know that he 
can feel safe to even say that to me. I embrace that feminine energy in me to just receive that feedback and also know the impact that it has on him. And for me to become in a complete uh, responsibility of the dynamic that I am creating in my relationship. So mm -hmm. for women to still to see their worth without being masculine and that they can be soft feminine, but yet also powerful is such, it's, a, it's something that I want to teach women or at least embody that, that that's what makes a relationship healthy is that we both partners can live in both the masculine and feminine and it's a beautiful dance mm -hmm. and that we're not having to change each other but we recognize what's not working in the other person like sometimes when I lash out it doesn't work but my husband tells me that and sometimes when something's not working and I tell him listen it, this gets to be different and he's willing to listen to it, right? So like that's our dynamic. And I'm so grateful to have worked so hard on having this kind of marriage. And it takes time. Like that's what I also tell people, the illusion of finding love and to be, to meet the person in the beginning and expecting them to be still the same 10 years later is I think a lot where the relationships fall apart is that if, yeah. if two people not growing together and evolving, then one is left behind and, and then it creates a lot of breakdown and frustration. Um, so that's, I think, another thing is for people to think about relationship in that way. And um, who was it? Yeah, you know, I just actually picked up this book. I didn't buy it, but I felt very called to it. It's, um, I think it's called The Buddha's Wife, and it's a story on how Buddha left his wife and kid to seek enlightenment, and it's like her perspective and her story, and I, I mean, it just really resonated with me, but that the yin aspect of Buddhism and the yin of everything in the world, that's why this podcast is like, we're talking about the rise of the feminine so much, because we're bringing that yin back into balance in the world and that's what this rise of the feminine in it is and i think that that's where you know we've all sort of been trying to figure out but with with the buddha i'm like that sounds like such a beautiful story because you know we do exist and uh we've sort of been suppressed right so not sort of we've completely been suppressed but now we're we're on the other side of things so much so that we've been really aggressive with it and now here we are coming back and going you know what i have this graceful feminine energy and maybe i don't need to be masculine like we don't need to prove ourselves to be like one of the guys to be powerful which you know i'm i've been on that side of the coin as well um but you know coming home and recognizing at the end of the day that there is power in dropping into the womb space and just leading from that space and that's i think what we're really all learning how to do and that to me is the new wave of the feminine mm -hmm. yeah it's finding power security um in in within ourselves to know that we are provided to know that we are accepted 
that we are love, that that's where the true power is. It's not in the controlling what's outside of us, controlling the other, controlling the outcome of the events or the relationship, Mm -hmm. but knowing and finding that inner peace. Because also, you know, when we are so deeply connected to our own inner power, it radiates and that's what's attracting Uh, partners to us right you know for those who are single and wondering why um how do you attract your king or your queen you just kind of feel secure it's the insecurity attracts other insecure people and then you have two insecure people in a relationship i mean it is very it's challenging but when you have two people who are deeply secure in who they are you can grow and blossom and create things that are way bigger like that's when you create a healthy family and successful career i mean one not not it's not just one thing everything is connected to other things it's a perpetual you know energetic you know vibe so for women to yes there's that extreme side of women you know finishing school going to work you know climbing the corporate ladder there are those that are really driven by it but then finding a man that is not intimidated by our power you know Mm -hmm. in that way is also you know that's that's also part of the mom raising a man that is confident enough to meet another woman that is like a high power woman in that way and is highly successful but then also know that just because you may not be working in the corporate space and having that high power job and you know but that you are powerful within yourself because you're confident Mm -hmm. that is also can be very intimidating for some men too. So, you know, you've got to really discover your own feminine grace and meet that partner that will match you energetically. And you've got to find that high vibration. If you're looking to be a high vibration, then you're looking for a high vibration person, you know? Right. And I love how you also said, you know, you've got to be secure in who you are. You know, it's not about finding yourself and, you know, that's it. Like, I really think that it's just knowing who you are, knowing what you like, knowing what you don't like, and bringing all that to the table in relationship, because otherwise you're going to lose yourself. You become codependent. Mm-hmm. You're, you're insecure, you're unhealthy. And those are all like, to me, insecurity and relationships are signs of codependency, mm-hmm. uh, jealousy, uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, manipulation, control. So mm-hmm. if you're noticing that in your partner, you're most likely it, it's showing up as a mirror for you to go and look into those areas and, mm-hmm. and shift them and transmute them, shed light on them. Those are your shadow aspects. It's okay you know, but, but look at them. Don't just ignore them and avoid them and say, I'm not controlling when you're really controlling (laughs) or I'm not insecure when deep down inside, you know, you're not, you're, you're not practicing confidence because guess what? It's a daily commitment to show that fuck up (laughs) and really embody that confidence. I can't sit here and say that I'm always confident, that I'm always on point, that I'm always feeling secure. I have so many insecurities that I'm constantly working through 
but that doesn't mean that I don't know who I am and that I'm not looking at them and healing them and consistently working through them. Because yep. when you find your partner, they will challenge you. They will challenge yep. you in every aspect that you think that you've worked through and they show up and they challenge you in that way. And, and it's up to, up to you to really go and do the work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yep. I think that, um, what a, what a really powerful month we're going to have in relationships and with ourselves, you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and really when the full moon occurs, um, on what February 19th, February 19th is the full moon and it's a full moon in Virgo. So you have the mm -hmm. sun in Pisces and the moon in Virgo, and that is the polarity of healing. And I was just talking about um, in the newsletter that Pisces energy is about understanding the pain and the suffering. Mm. And that the journey of a Pisces is to transcend the pain and the suffering into healing powers. So it's, a, it, it, but the only way to do that is to face the darkness, face the shadow, yep. you know, Kali Ma. And then Virgo is, she's the servant. She's the mother, she's mother earth to, you know, bring that in and nurture that pain and allow that pain to transmute into something that will serve because ultimately Virgo here is to take on that pain, but also pay it, make sure it's not about sacrificing yourself because I right. don't, if you, I, I think you mentioned something earlier, like it's, it's not just taking on um, other people's pain and trying to change them or, you know, it's not about us sacrificing ourselves to, oh, you were talking about codependency. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's, uh, it's easy to be codependent if we feel like we feed into someone else's pain and we either we attach ourselves to the other person's pain or we let the other person get attached to our pain and use yeah. that as a way to be codependent, right? Um, mm. So that's dangerous, but it's about you know, bringing ourselves, ground ourselves, ground ourselves with like Virgo energy, you know, earthiness, so that we can connect to and release was kind of talking about you know Virgo allowing uh, Mother Earth to just take in all of that pain and bury that into the soil and give that to that to Mother Earth so that she can transform. It's like fertilizer, right? Like you just let go of all the things, all the energy that's not uh, that's not working for you, and give it to Mother Earth. Let Mother Earth you know transmute that and then rise above that and so that you can then give and love unconditionally and Pisces is all about unconditional love it's about compassion too so you know how do we get in the 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 challenge of the the hardship in our relationships and bring that into healing um, our relationships our pain in any type of relationship so that we can actually have loving, caring, nurturing, worthy uh, partnerships. 
Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, certainly after the full moon is to come to recognition of all the relationships that we've been working on and how that is a reflection of ourselves or our pain or insecurities, releasing that after the full moon and then and wants everything to be perfect, but to see that love is, is, is imperfect and that's what makes it so beautiful. Mm. Absolutely gorgeous. I'm very excited for all the things this this coming February and uh, just kind of diving deep into all this and really integrating it now, you know, because I think this is this is just the conversation that we're having. But now it's like, okay, let's integrate the everything that we just really talked about. So Mm -hmm. amazing. Well, thank you so much, Mimi. I love this. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is a very powerful conversation and I'm pretty sure we can have another hour of it, but um, certainly for all the listeners to just notice, pay attention, check in with themselves, with their relationships and really truly finding love is the ultimate, ultimate prize. Mm. And I think the ultimate prize is really finding the love in inside, you know, and that's, but that's really what it is. It's like, finding love on the outside is, is really because you've done the work on the inside. Yep. So it, 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 they both play a role. It really just means the same thing. Yep. So I, uh, I love it. I love the love. I love yes. love. <laughs> and also just to mention, Mimi said something about Cameron's marrying me just to give you guys like, we're not engaged. So if any of you, like, I know I'm going to get it like, Oh my gosh, you know, but obviously it's, it's, it's in the card. So it's not yet, but <laughs> not to confuse anyone. <laughs> I was like, oh, I need to clarify that because I'm going to get like, I mean, I know I'm going to get it. Oh, <laughs> all good. But I love you. <laughs> I, I love you. Speaking <laughs> of psychic, psychic hit sisters over here. <laughs> Anyways. All right, loves. Well, until next month, thank you again, Mimi. And for those of you that, again, have not yet subscribed to the Witchy Times newsletter, please head on over to I Am Goddess Collective and scroll down, enter your information, and you will get a newsletter every month with Mimi's astrological forecast. And Mimi, where can everybody find you? Because she does amazing astrological readings. So if you've been always wanting a reading, we actually did, uh, she gave me a reading on the show a few months back. I don't remember the episode number. but 86. um, Oh, she knows. (laughs) I remember it. Yes, of course. She's like, I remember So if you want to go check out what kind of work she does, go to 86 and you can hear kind of her style and uh, be so called to book a reading, you know, support a sister and get your info. So where can everybody find you? So you can always find me on Instagram at exalted and that's spelled I-G-Z-O-L-T-E-D. And then my website, you can find it on the bio. Amazing. Well, I love you all so much. Do we have a song that you want to leave the listeners with? <laughs> yes. I love One Day by, I'm going to butcher it, Mastis Yahoo. Modest That's for everybody. Yahoo. I love Modest yes. Yahoo. I've seen in life yes. before. Amazing. Perfect yes. song. Yes. That song represents the vision that I have for the world, that everybody gets to get along and everyone's loving. Oh, amazing. I love you so much, Mimi, and I love you, sisters. Until next week, uh, bye for now. <laughs> bye, babe. Sometimes I lay under the moon, I thank God I'm breathing, and I pray, don't
I am here for reasons Sometimes in my tears I drown But I never let it get me down So when negativity surrounds I know Drench pain.